everyone. Welcome to episode three of Unpack the Nuance. I figured out the name, everybody, and I've mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> True guinea pig style. So this week, we're going to be talking about dating and relationships. What a fun, fun topic. Oh, don't everybody have a story for this one? Yep. So we were thinking of a lot of different topics to talk about, and we pretty much land on three things that seem to resonate the most with us and the things we constantly hear with our friends and our peers, especially in our good old 20s. I think we first want to just start off with, actually not traditionally, but definitely a common theme we come across is long-term relationships. And I know for you, Val, you have definitely experienced that department. Yeah. I think an interesting take for the listeners to hear is how is having a long-term relationship during college when, especially I think the college we went to at UCSB was such a casual hookup culture kind of environment. What was that mm-hmm. contrast like for you? It's actually really strange, um, especially being queer because uh, hookup culture is especially strong in the queer community and especially strong at UC Santa Barbara. (laughs) Um, I never participated in that because I got in a relationship so early into like me actually being out. And honestly, I don't regret it. Um, And I think it's kind of like a different stroke for different folks type of situation because it's been one of the most fulfilling parts of my college experience and like my young adult life because I feel like my partner and I really motivate each other to grow into better people. Mm-hmm. And I have had a lot of like awakenings and uh, I want to call them harsh realities because I think when you come face to face with growth, it's there, there are going to be growing pains inevitably. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I, I feel like a relationship like this, the dynamic allows a lot of opportunity to kind of explore who you are because you need to show up fully and authentically into a relationship. So I feel like I've had to ask myself tougher questions than people who are very casual and uh, do not want to be in relationships because I've been pushed to do it through mine. However, they may have different avenues through which they are like introduced to these like tough questions. But for me, it's been through my relationship that I've had to like face a lot of the things that have led to um, my like own enlightenment on like who I am. Right. Yeah, I definitely notice with people when they enter long-term relationships, it's the space that allows you to really, really dig deep and ask the really tough questions about who you are and what you want. And they really just, being a long-term relationship just shows, like, the darkest versions of you and, like, the best versions of you. Absolutely. Reality of it, you know? And I'm glad for you, you got to experience it really early on because it's it's tough as hell. But it helps you grow so fast. And I think a lot of people in college, when they're having long-term relationships, I feel like I get this, oh, we just somehow landed in a relationship. I'm like, how the fuck just has you landed in it? Yeah. Like, oh, you just been like regularly hooking up when you just started staying there a little longer. You started staying overnight now. Now you're staying over there two nights. And all of a sudden, just this weird, ambiguous lean in into this so-called title of a relationship between you two. And it's really just rooted in trying to not be lonely and just get comfort with each other and get some regular good sex. And that's it. Um, mm, yeah. And I'm like, it really shows me it doesn't 
just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean it's meaningful. It's like how- Oh, absolutely you, not. Right. How you create it is what makes it meaningful. And I think when you allow that kind of space to really tap into like the deepest versions of you, that's when you allow yourself to grow. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think I've noticed and specifically in college, when you're in that kind of environment, I think everyone is still kind of processing and, and unraveling this romanticized idea of what a long-term serious relationship looks like because all they see is Disney and like, you know, marriage happily ever after. And like, yeah, there's no, there's no one teaching you what does a relationship look like? So you're all just like fucked up in over your heads, you know, two left feet trying to figure this shit out in college and you're still figuring out who you are. So it's also why they end up being really toxic sometimes too. Oh my God. Like you and I, I swear, you and I probably have been through some friends that just like any tiny problem in the relationship, it is like SOS, foul, jazz. Like, let me break down like, moment to moment what the fuck happened. Da, 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 what do we do? And I'm just like, this is, this, this is a relationship. This is the most typical shit. Or it's like, you know, you're either exasperating tiny, like they're problems, but they're like fixable daily problems that you just need to learn how to work together better, be more compatible or be more communicative. Or it's mm. dying to stay onto the relationship because they're terrified of not being, having a plus one and clearly a very toxic, fucked up, immature, you know, not meant to be together kind of relationship, but y'all still hanging on for dear life. And you're just like, ooh, honey, it's time. It's time, yeah. you know? Yeah, which is why I don't think, like, you know, I was kind of saying that, like, my relationship has been an avenue for me to have a lot of self-development and growth. But I really want to make it clear that that's not always the case, which is why I kind of said, you know, that, like, people get that through other avenues. Mm-hmm. Because, Jesus, for some people, it's the opposite. Like, they regress. <laughs> now that you say that honestly yeah sometimes but yeah people haven't people are just messy after or during their relationship in their long-term relationship Um, well that's the thing I think people benefit more sometimes from being single than being in a long-term relationship especially at this pivotal point in our lives when we are especially like post-college I think a lot of people would benefit from that because you're like actually by yourself. Like you don't have anybody giving you a instruction manual saying, okay, go to these classes. This is how you uh, finish your degree and your major. This is how, you know, you do this and do that. You literally are just thrown out into the world and you're like a fish out of water. (laughs) So I think this is like a really critical time to dive deep into yourself, which is where I think being single is actually helpful yeah and conducive yeah I think that's why up till now I haven't truly truly been a long-term relationship I've been I've been in very intense dynamics or serious dynamics but legitimately long-term like year plus I'd have never been I think for me it's I've always prioritized how healthy relationship is and just end it when it's when it's dragged past the point versus just staying in there for years just to have somebody and I'm like, I'm glad I did that for like the beginning years of my college because I honestly didn't start dating until what my second, third year, which is like late for most people. But I think because I started so late, I was already pretty clear about who I am and what I wanted. And it wasn't so daunting to like enter this mysterious dating world. 
you know, I think a lot of people start dating when they're in middle school or high school and they're just spend their whole life trying to figure themselves out through the lens of somebody else, right? Through this gaze of somebody else that's telling you if you're worthy or not kind of thing, if you're accepted or not. Um, and I think for me, I've, I'm glad I, I didn't like exactly decide to, but I just, I think just naturally just what I prioritize is just figuring out myself more. I didn't start entering the dating scene until, you know, later in college. But I think also part of it is, I've come to realize I'm just a very intense person and I want very emotionally, mentally, intellectually intense, intimate dynamic that whenever I was doing casual things or doing whatever hookupy things in college and up till now, it's like, it just never feels fulfilling. It always feels like I'm just going through the motions. It feels like I'm just trying to shove and like, like put shit into my hollow spirit. (laughs) I'm the same way. Yeah, <laughs> just just to feel like okay, I'd rather have something that's kind of like mediocre, but like I'll settle for this shit just to know that I have all something versus just being alone. But now that I'm intentionally choosing to be alone for a while, it's I've never felt such joy from it, you know. And I think my mind was like, okay, I'm gonna move to LA and like start looking for better partners, better, more compatible people. Yada yada. And I get here, I'm like. Dude, I'm so exhausted from the casual dynamic. Everything about being casual is you just, everything has to come to an end. That's the point. You'll never mm-hmm. something serious. The second it does, it either ends or it just becomes a serious dynamic. So the casualness is always this temporary fix. And it just feels like a form of like escapism for people versus like genuinely being present. It's, it's very hard finding people that want a casual dynamic, but is also equally willing to be intensely present not necessarily commitment or like intense feelings for each other it's just being fully present that kind of like spiritual space yeah and I've had one or two like that but it was that's rare shit (laughs) yeah because like to begin people have a really hard time being present so when you expect that out of a relationship you're not gonna or not let me better yet (laughs) let me say a situationship Um, when you expect that, you're not going to get it. And, and also I think people, I actually saw a really interesting thread about this on Twitter once where people equate intimacy with commitment, Mm. but you don't need to be formally committed to someone to experience intimacy with them. You know, you don't, have to just hook up and leave, you know, like you're still people, you still want that connection. And that's kind of what being present is, right? Like if you're present, it will inevitably lead towards that. Yeah. But if you're not, you're just not going to get that real like soul to soul connection. That's not something that only occurs in relationships. You don't need to be committed to someone to experience that. I, that's a great analogy. Like you can have, you can just talk to a stranger for two hours and have this enlightening conversation and never see each other again. But but that memory will stay with you to the day you die. Yeah, you know, I like the way you said that. That was way more articulate, and and I could phrase it. I and that's what I've always struggled with is people interpret my desire to be present and fully embrace the moment as like oh my god she's like is she falling for me or Mm. (laughs) like this I was like oh no I'm chill like I'm gonna forget about you and like 
I don't think so. you're like don't go thinking you're special real like because I'll because I'll be compassionate or I'll be like empathetic or ask about your life like I'm I'm just a genuinely a curious person who likes to really really understand somebody like yeah it's fourth why the fuck I even made this fucking podcast I just love understanding people and so naturally I just ask to know more about you why you, the way you are who you are I can I can delve into your entire childhood and I will not think about you again next month but I think for other people, they're like, oh my God, like, why are you so vulnerable? Like, this you know, Jasmine, you've also kind of struck gold, I feel, with the men that you've dated. Maybe <laughs> it's because you, that's just the kind of energy that you attract, or maybe it's because of uh, their age. Mm. But I don't think most women can relate to your experiences of being able to kind of find that balance between a non-committal relationship and still maintaining a sense of like intimacy and knowing each other because a lot of men are not emotionally intelligent enough to <laughs> engage like that because they're going to think exactly what you're saying. Oh, she's falling for me. Oh, she's like really in her feelings. Oh, she's like this, you know? And I think like a lot of women like struggle connecting with men because it always jumps to that. Yeah. And I, I think they always see it as attachment. Like, it, it's always either their terror, they think I'm crazy trying to have intimacy, or they like it equally as much, but they're terrified of it because now they get, they're getting too attached. Mm. Relationship of insecurity and attachment. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know how to help you. Like, <laughs> you know, um, I've, I've equally on the flip side, have been told multiple times, like, oh, I thought you were just wanting a super casual thing. Um, and they wanted something more intense and more intimate, but they're like disappointed by my lack of whatever for them. And I'm so surprised to hear that because I'm like, are you serious? Like you haven't expressed in any means that you yeah. more intense or are you, or I matter to you more than I do. And so it's like this flip side of they're terrified to show affection or show what they really feel. It's like this weird game of like, well, you go first. You show me what you feel. <laughs> It's so weird. And I read that as, oh, you just want some like really casual shit. I like, that's chill. Like, I, I don't take offense. Do you do your thing? You live your best whole life. I'll live my best whole life. Like, we'll carry on. Mm-hmm. Great, great night together. Peace. And it's just like, <laughs> nobody knows how to communicate shit. You know? Yeah. I think just. That's yeah, a big one. I'm like, listen, I'm going to be a single bitch. Like, if y'all are ready to deal with my demisexual ass, full on intellectual shit. I don't want to deal with your wishy-washy energy. It's so exhausting. And I think I'm, I'm, just a, I'm also just a very direct person. So if you can't articulate to me what you really want and communicate with me, I'm not wasting my time with you anymore. Like, I'm not doing this little gameplay. That, that's not always like, like I, I think people always assume men or women are like, have this worst intention of doing a game, which some people do. But I think a lot of people don't realize it's like they're not trying to do a game. They just don't know any better but to play the game. You know? They've been taught nothing else but how to play the game. Go into that more. I think that's an interesting point. Because all we're taught through media, through upbringing, through lack of actually really talking about what does it take to be a good partner for somebody? What does it take to be a good casual sexual partner? What does it take to find a good partner? of any sort, casual to serious. No one talks about this shit. 
So all you get are these like indirect messaging or trope-like things you get from, from movies and like media and porn and shit that are all perpetuating this, oh, you gotta, the men's gotta chase the woman. Oh, the woman gotta like play tough to get. Da, 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 da. Oh, you can't just like say out loud that you want sex. Like what? Yo, you can look crazy. You can't tell the person you love this person within a month. Like you gotta wait at least six months. Like there's all these weird rules, subjective rules about how to do this. What's the best way? Acting like it's an objective rules of social dating when really there's so much nuance and there really is no rule. It's just really, what do you want? At the most fundamental part, it's what do you want? What does this other person want or multiple people? All the parties together. And do you agree with what you want? Are you willing to give and take to be in this dynamic? That's really fundamentally what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but people can't talk in that kind of dynamic because it's terrible. Yeah. It's asking fundamentally, what do you want? Which is such a simple question. But most people, honestly, deeply cannot answer that. Yeah to you the amount of times I've had like date one tinder text number one okay like first 10 texts I'm like what do you want in this thing what are you looking for here and this is vague abstract shit like oh yeah I'm just I'm looking to chill man I'm looking to have fun man I'm like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> dude this like this totally connects to I feel like we spoke about this in an earlier episode yep people don't know what the fuck they want yep and it causes issues in every sector of life and it's honestly, I think, why people end up married with three kids and miserable. Yes! Like, I read this book recently about um, how people end up in what they, how people end up moving in together. And it's not because they actively chose to move in together. It's just this like passive energy of not asserting what you really want, but just kind of going with the flow to a fault where you land. Mm-hmm really hyper committed situation that you didn't plan for and you're both miserable in it you know yeah but you don't know anything else right and you don't know how to back out of it you don't have the courage to step out of the space and be like no let me really think about what I want and have the courage to like chase for it even if it's going to be a tougher road I'm still going to be happier at the end point um and I think a lot of people have a hard time I think a lot of people haven't fully sat in with what they really want. And even when they say they tell me what they want and I grill them for it, they still don't act and reciprocate or, or they don't, their, their actions and behaviors and attitudes don't reflect what they said they want, which tells me they really don't know what they want. They think they know what they want, but they haven't sat through like the depth of their fucking soul to be like, no, I really just want hookups right now. Okay. No, I just want to have fucking orgies. Okay. Oh, hey, I want to see a relationship. I want to get married by 25. Okay. Like, you know? Yeah. What, it, what do you want? Because you're wasting my time. You're wasting your time dragging yourself around for years. Yeah. And it, it's just fear. At the end of the day, it's fear. Yeah. You know, I realized a lot of people spend their entire literal lives, literal entire lives, being with somebody whether that's just like a casual thing, it could be like an emotional situationship where you're just like flirting all fucking day, but like, oh my God, we just kissed. Like, oh my God, we haven't even kissed. We just locked eyes for 40 seconds. <laughs> you know, those like those weird blurry in-betweens. They've been in those things since they were like 12. And then it hits a point where like they're 29 or 35 and, and all shit breaks loose. They're seriously ends. They're like, holy fuck. 
where has my life gone? I literally spent the last 15 years of my life trying to please someone, trying to make someone accept me, trying to be liked by someone. You have no idea how to sit with yourself and be alone with yourself at all. I tweeted something the other day that I think is a little problematic, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I want to preface it by saying this is not a direct attack on anyone. And if you take it personally, then I, I invite you to interrogate that feeling because maybe it's stirring something up. Mm. I said that it blows my mind that people commit themselves for their entire lives, either through a relationship or marriage, whatever, to a person that they've known since like elementary or middle school, even sometimes high school, and who comes from their same hometown. Somebody who only really knows the world the way that you do. And the reason that this blows my mind is because I am an extremely curious person and I value different perspectives from mine. And I think I crave too many experiences to spend my life with someone who only really knows what I know. Aren't you curious about what else is out there? Like, don't you want to meet people who see the world completely different from you? Especially from like where I grew up, I have nothing in common with the people that I grew up around. I feel like I have really grown into myself and I've developed an emotional intelligence that I crave in relationships now that I cannot get from the people around me. Usually the people who do go that route, like never leave their hometowns. And I don't think you have to physically move somewhere to gain good experiences and to really broaden your perspective and scope of life. That's a really great point. I've always wondered that myself, how you stay that long. My whole point with this is people not knowing how to be alone and being serial daters or uh, like serially like hooking up with people. And people who are committed to people for so long, they don't know anything else and they kind of just get stagnant. And if you are not this person and if you are very happy in your extremely long-term relationship, I am like so happy for you. But I know that there's a lot of people who aren't and who are stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely see that in some people and I'm always amazed how how you manage to stay together when you literally grew up as preteens. Like you just started your period type shit, you know? You went to prom together. And there is there is something sweet about that where, you know, there are situations where you really are just soulmates and just you're that intense of a click and it works and you yeah. grow together and you it's I'm sure their experiences for people that that met and dated really young in their teens and like young adult years into adulthood I'm sure that journey was way harder because you had to do the adulting and the growing up together yeah way harder than just doing it alone and then meeting someone down the line in your mid late 20s to come together and be in a serious relationship definitely test your relationship yeah so it definitely if you can last through that era like I applaud you for being able to go through those fucking intense arcs because those are volatile years I'm sure they are everyone has probably a story of how volatile those years were. But if you can get through those years, 
you you literally have built the stability and the commitment to know how to last through like marriage, you know, into your 40s, 50s, 60s, because if you can, you, you've tested yourself how to get along with each other as you're learning who you are with each other. But I see you on, I understand what you're saying on the flip side, it's, it's, that takes the contingency of both of you need to make the effort or like whoever's in that dynamic to want to put in the work to grow together. Because if you don't, then you're, you're in that pocket that you say they just get so stuck and so miserable, but because you didn't get to experience more in your life. And this is literally all, you know, is this hometown and this, you know, whatever ideologies and like beliefs you grew up with in your hometown area, you, you somehow hit to a point where you're like 50 and you're, you know, 40 something and you question everything about your life because you start seeing how much people have lived and you start comparing yourself like, wow, did I not live enough? And I think there's something so urgent and dire about that what if question. Like if you start feeling the tiniest what if question in your soul, even if it's the tiniest voice, I feel like for me, that's my inner voice already just telling me full force, something about you is not satisfied. You don't really ask the what ifs fully if you're, if, if you're satisfied in whatever thing you are, you know? You can yeah. acknowledge the other, the, the other flip end, like the other, the grass is greener concept, but you wouldn't question the what if. You wouldn't start going deep into that rabbit hole. But I think it is also important to acknowledge that we, we both are people that are extremely curious, inquisitive, open-minded people. So we do have this standard of wanting to see the world and wanting to see worldly things and ideas and people before we like truly decide and settle down on what we want. And I can see and understand that not everyone is like us and they, some people literally just want to cook every day, have children and genuinely be satisfied with that. Yeah, and people who are fulfilled in a different way and I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. It's just different. Mm -hmm. I think we covered a pretty good, good amount of stuff here. We solidified, I think, some quality points that, you know, is very true about our 20-somethings life, especially in college, that I think is hard for a lot of people to kind of get to the meat of all the dating relationship problems. It's messy. <laughs> Literally, what I have gathered from our conversation is that no matter... If you are dating the same person you met and started dating when you were 14, no matter if you are dating someone you've been with all of college, no matter if you're single and not dating or single and hooking up or single and looking for a serious, like no matter where you land, it's messy. Mm -hmm. And I think something else is that we all come into ourselves at different points in different ways. And it's up to you to intuitively figure out how that comes to you in your life and make decisions on dating and relationships and even just relationships with people in general, not even just romantic partnerships mm -hmm. to look at them in a way that aligns with your own self-growth. Like what do you need to put yourself first? What type of relationships do you need to foster that allow you to connect with people while still prioritizing your own growth and well-being mm -hmm. well said well said well thank you for coming to my episode three 
I think we decided this is going to be our last episode of our guinea pig little project. And I think we had a good run. Had a baby cute short run. And we did a little baby sprint. We made it to the other side. And I think we both really enjoy this process, though, even though yeah. we have shenanigans and wild shit going on on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I think this has been very, it's been fun for us. I think you got a sneak peek of what this life could be for us. So I'm, I'm excited. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Jasmine. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Of course. Okay, on that note, signing off, my peoples. Bye-bye. Bye.